Or he finds out that they've been tapping. He, uh, he finds out that they know that he called Anna. So he assumes that they're tapping his phone. And he's right. So what he does is he makes this weird recording of the U North like commercial tape. <laughs> and then he like plays it with like music. So when he Great. makes his... And they're like, we feed the world. U North. Bringing, bringing food put, to He puts in his, uh, his huge stereo ambient. system. Yeah, yeah. He's blasting it. <laughs> he's blasting it while he reads out loud the confidential memo that talked about the pesticides like causing cancer and for this big uh class or this big yeah this big class action lawsuit and the guys that are, the guys that are listening and following him are like oh shit like he has these files still and he is completely like ready to go out with this and come out with this they let Karen Crowder tell Swinton listen to it and then she's like like what are our options like <laughs> yeah. what, what do we do and it's like, she's kind of vague talking to this guy and she's like, or there's the other option. He's like, yeah, that's the other, there's the other option. That, and she's like, you think you could do it? He's like, yeah, we got some good ideas. I think he's like, <laughs> if, if we don't go, we'll back off. We'll reassess. And it's like, yeah, they're implying that they're going to kill him. These guys are hitmen. And like and that scene is so, absolutes. yeah, we deal in absolutes. <laughs> One of the scariest yeah. scenes of the movie. It is. Like, it is. And like any movie I, I've seen. I, I, and I think it really like underscores this, like this very, you know, like cold, like corporate evil that this movie is about where they're like, oh yeah, let's circle back to that and assess our options about like faking this guy's suicide and just like murdering him. But mm -hmm. like no one ever says the word murder or kill. They just said they like, previously you know, broke oh, we have yeah. an option. Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall previously had broken into his apartment. He took pictures of all his medications in his, his cabinet. And uh, Arthur has been on medications. He's a manic depressive. He's probably on mood stabilizers. Um, a lot of them could have been benzodiazepines. So there's a bunch of stuff he could take that could kill him, right? Um, on top of other things. And this scene, Arthur opens his door and instantly gets like tased in the neck by these guys. And he is just like paralyzed, essentially. They like both pick him up by both, like all his limbs and like carry him into the bathroom. And it's like such a swift movement and they're like completely silent. It's like, just chilling how quick and efficient these guys are at. They they get him on the floor, they take off his sock, and then the guy takes out a syringe and he injects it into his foot. Like between his toes, so like an autopsy between his would toes, presumably, discreet. you know, miss it. Yeah. I always, for this scene, I always wondered like what they inject him with. First of all, like I noticed they used an 18 gauge needle, which is pretty big. <laughs> but I was like, what are they injected with? Like, was it like potassium? Was it like potassium? Because if you inject potassium into someone, it'll stop their heart. Gotta, I, use one of the things. Andrew's getting on the go uh, the goofs page for IMDb right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. he's logging you on. Would know this so, now, wouldn't you? But I'm like, I'm like, what it, for? Like, what if you're gonna do that? It'd have to be like into like a central line almost for proper circulation. So I'm like, it could have just been like fentanyl and like a paralytic. You know, I don't know what it doesn't matter because it's a movie. But then like. Anthony Michael Hall is just feeling his carotid for like 20 seconds and he goes, we're good. They like put good. his sock back on and they dip. So again, or very, I just like everyone accepts that, that he just killed himself by accident. A lot of them assume as opposed to the, um, like, I, you know, as like a, as a beginning, like comparing this to, to other movies of that year, like the rather like um, spectacular and like grisly acts of violence in no country for old men or like the explosions of violence in there will be blood or just like the general interpersonal violence and emotional violence of before the devil knows you're dead. Like this scene really, 
it, it, it's it's violence of a different sort and caliber that makes it, I think, all the more disturbing because of how like clinical, detached, cold, and like bloodless it is. Like how and how efficient these guys just like snuff out this guy's life to cover the ass of this corporate lawsuit. Yeah, you like expect that this is the only kind of murder or assassination that we've seen where you expect a deck to have been made about it beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> like, like somebody was in fucking Photoshop putting together a slideshow for Karen Crowder about how they're going to whack this guy. Like, it's, it's so <laughs> icy. on a USB stick. It's really harrowing. And it's also the most harrowing because it isn't really, it, it, at least to a lot of us, we kind of know that this sort of murder isn't really fantasy. It's not the wild, unhinged murderings of uh, uh, this this true maniac who runs around killing people with a cattle a cattle gun or whatever. This is like yeah corporate corporate this assassination, happens. which happens fucking constantly. It's like the car bomb at the beginning of the movie. Totally. I mean, that happens to journalists still, like in the <laughs> we, United States. We've done it to we our own do people. It to people. <laughs> right, and it's that's why this movie, like, really, like I said, it gets its hooks in you quick, and it's it's kind of a terrifying film all around especially as we move forward with obviously um capitalism in the united states like the the things that we allow corporations to get away with and how people like elon musk i think are like i mean they're like pure evil because they push for like less regulation they want corporations run everything the libertarian wet dream to have corporations run everything and like this is just a baby version of that of that future to come because it's already happening. You're like, okay, this is already happening. It's already this bad. How much worse will it get with like companies being able to do whatever the fuck they want? Like you can't even prosecute some of these corporations. I mean, if anything, like I think this make this movie would make a very good double feature with uh, Todd Haynes's Dark Waters, which is you know Oof. the true story of this, you know about like how the about how the Dupont Company has poisoned every living thing on the planet with complex <laughs> right. carbon chain molecules that will never break down. In addition to giving like half the state of West Virginia cancer directly, they they now have these complex carbon chains, these molecules that are now in the like the the, the light like the bodies of like every living thing on the planet. Because of their like Teflon, the Teflon products it's, that they, they literally are. Teflon is still available for purchase. It's like pans still have that shit at Target mm -hmm. or whatever. You go in there and you see these like hex clad pans that are it's Teflon. Like, how is that even possible when we know? I mean, cats totally out of the bag on this. Like that toothpaste is never going back in the tube. We know that these people have murdered who knows how many people, tens of thousands I mean, by this point. Going right? back to. Going back to Adam Curtis, I mean, it's all about manufactured consent. Like we all just accept it because what else? We're powerless. What, what else are we, we gonna, gonna do? do? And and, yeah. and like like going back to the opening monologue of this movie and like what struck me now watching it um uh, on on this most recent rewatch is like you know when I first saw it it's just like oh yeah like like you know big law firms and like you know corporate evil like you know this is all very kind of straightforward but like as you said like. I think the more disturbing thing implied by this movie is that, like, it's not that, like, these people don't have names and addresses, but, like, in Tom Wilkinson's opening monologue, I have this, like, the, this profound sense that, like, the corporate entities and the human beings that are, like, nodes within them, like, it, they take on a will of their own, of which, like, it's not just, like, yeah, like, they serve, like, the bottom line or the next quarterly report, but, like, the even more disturbing, that they serve, that the, they serve these molecules themselves. They serve cancer itself. And that's what Wilkinson says, is I'm covered with the shit of, like, everything that's created to snuff out the miracle of human life. And that's what I've dedicated, like, 12% of my life to doing is in this lawsuit, is, like, covering up this this 
cancer-causing molecule that's now sort of using human beings to propagate these.